Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart and I'm very forgiving, but like don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-course, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. Rob Parker. And we're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. We'll do it live. TireRack.com will help you get there, wherever there may be. They've got an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, it's the way tire buying should be. And this, the odd couple is the way sports talk radio should be. So keep it locked right here for the next three hours on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or SiriusXM Channel 83. My partner Rob Parker is experiencing some technical difficulties. He should be with us in a few moments. But uh, for now, it's just yours truly but that's all good because I can hold it down. Y'all know that. So let me introduce the I Couple crew and then get this thing popping on the ones and twos. Never misses a funky flashback Friday. Never. Or at least not many of them. Not many of them. Uh, it is our man, DJ Alex Tyshirt. Alex, what you got? You got anything special planned for us tonight? So CB, I got a crates? hot one for you here. You ready for this one? Oh, oh. 
So not only do I think LeBron James is one of the all-time faking of injury player of all time, so we have to wow. come up with a... Uh... Hold on, I was asking for some music. <laughs> saying, but oh, my bad, my bad. Rob's gone. Take. I was starting to step it up there for so, you. So go ahead and finish. No, no, I, I have a LeBron. whole LeBron rant. I'm saving that wow. for as a tease for the plant-based hot takes we're going to do. It's going to be really fun, okay. CB. Okay. But So okay. yesterday, Chris, when was the last time you've been to a movie theater? Uh... To see a movie, it was probably, I don't know, five, six months ago? No kidding. What'd you see? Maybe. I'm trying to remember. I feel like I went to see something. Oh, uh, it probably was. It might not even been that long. My family and I, with my parents and my daughters, my wife, we all went to see uh, Black Panther 2. Ooh, what'd you think? Wakanda. Uh, it was It was good. It was good. Um... Honestly, I thought Wakanda was a, a a kingdom full of black females for the most part. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I need a few more brothers up right, in there right. with a little bass in their right, voice. Right. A little, they up there behind the women while the women fighting, and I mean, it was like what? But it was it was it was good, empowering for women. I see what you it, mean, it was, man. Yeah, it was a little of that. The so. reason I bring this up, see, is because I haven't been to a movie theater in so long. I can't tell you the last one I saw, but I went last night with all the Jason Smith crew people. We went to see the new John Wick Chapter Four. Let me oh. tell you, see, I have seen none of these John Wick movies before this one. This is cinematography masterful. It's just really? a masterpiece. Everything I have not seen John Wick. I haven't seen any either. So I went to this one because of the hype. Let me just tell you, Chris, when you sit down and watch this, you're going to go on for such a ride with how they do certain shots, angles, the cinematography, transitions from the fight scenes. It is so masterfully right. done. Wow. I was shocked, dude. I was utterly shocked. You got a brother excited. You to gotta see check John it, Chris. I'm telling you, you don't have to see one, two, and none three. of them. None of them. Wow. Okay. Well done. All right. All right. Well. Well. All right. That's a that's a rave review. I have to, man. Ten out of ten. It was great. All right. Well, we got uh, in for Super Producer Rob G is our man Ryan Bershinger. Ryan, what up? Chris, I've seen all the John Wicks. I really? love them all. Yes, they're fantastic. Really? They're oh, that they're good. They're so good. Okay. Yes. And, okay. and you do not, I, I'm bringing my girlfriend to see the new one. She hasn't seen any of them. And I told her, like, you don't really need to know the story of what's going on. The point of these movies is the way they do the action is yes. just incredible. So, okay. Yeah. So you've I, seen four John Wick four already? Not yet. I'll, I'll oh, see okay. it next week. So this will be but, an, okay, yes. cool. So together cool. we've seen four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that those are two votes of confidence for John Wick. Uh, on the updates. Hey, Steve. Our man, Steve DeSager. All right, uh, let's get into this. Last night in the NCAA turn, a barn burner, a veritable nail biter uh, between third seeded Kansas State and seventh seeded Michigan State. Kansas State holds off the Spartans to win 98 93, advance to the Elite Eight. And, of course, the story was the young point guard, or not young, but by college standards, but uh, the point guard for Kansas State, Marcus Noel, he he goes out there and has 20 points and 19 assists and, and five steals to boot. I mean, fantastic performance by this young man. And he was a story 
But Tom Izzo uh, sounded a bit like a sore loser after the game. Here he goes. I'm so proud of these guys for a lot of reasons. I mean, give them credit, but, I mean, they banked in two shot clock threes. There were, And they made some big plays, but some of those plays weren't big plays. They were lucky plays. And, and I didn't think we played our best. I think some of it was them. I think some of it was us. But, boy, we bounced back in that second half. And I've been part of a lot of wins. I've been part of a lot of losses. Tough losses, but I've never been prouder of a team because we didn't really have it tonight, and yet we still found a way to battle back, and I was proud of our guys. Very interesting quotes from Izzo. Uh, Izzo, of course, a legendary coach there at Michigan State, but uh, sounded I, I don't think that was the right thing to say. Uh, he gave his team more credit than the winner. I uh, talked about them being lucky. I look, I you bouncing in three-pointers like he said at the buzzer. Yeah, there is a little bit of luck in that. But you can just say it in a way, hey, you know, we got some bad breaks. I mean, they did bounce in a few through threes. Give them credit, you know. Um, but, you know, they they we didn't catch any breaks and and it felt like they did. But, you know, those kids deserve it. They they play well and and you know you can credit your kids as well but I just thought you remember this is college and I know that you know we'll we'll treat these guys at times like they're pros I mean certainly it's on national television you even have the NBA broadcasters in the studio Barkley and Kenny Smith and all that but I just think when you're dealing with uh kids in the on the college level you do, and remember, part of your job is to set that example as a coach and uh, or an administrator of some sort. Uh, and I thought that he, what he said, it wasn't horrible. I'm not going to destroy him, but uh, he definitely didn't really give them credit for beating Michigan State. And here's the thing with Michigan State: uh, Izzo has one national championship, of course, and that was way back. Uh, in the year 2000, now has had several Final Fours, including that one. He's had uh, seven, is it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight Final Fours. And the issue we want to deal with today is, because Rob Parker, who, who isn't here, like I said, because of technical difficulties, hopefully he'll join us shortly, but... He likes to jump on Izzo and Jim Beheim, And, you know, Rob sometimes has selective outrage, as I'll say, to use Chris Rock's term, because Rob likes to say, anybody can get one, right? That's what he says when he, when he rips Beheim for having won national championship in 47 years at Syracuse. Uh, and Tom Izzo for having won national championship 23 years ago uh, in all of his years, his tenure at uh, 25 year, years in coaching uh, at Michigan State. And Rob, I was saying how you you like to rip Bayheim <laughs> and, and Izzo for just having one championship. Now, I said you do have some selective outrage. Because when Aaron Rodgers only wins one, you you know you don't you don't say well anybody can win one. Jim Boeheim coached for fifty years, Chris. Uh, it's not the same. Right. Would you would you agree with that? 
Would you agree with that? I don't agree with that anybody can win one philosophy. No, but I'm just saying, but 50 years is not the same as playing. No, of course it's not. Okay, and and that's the same thing. Izzo's been there 30-some-odd years, and they haven't won. They haven't been there. He's been head coach in 25 years. Okay, well, 25 years at Michigan Michigan State, I believe. No, I'm sorry, 25 years in the tournament. Right, Right. that's what Right. I'm just saying, he hasn't won in a long time is is my point. I don't know. I think – you know, college coaches. It's it's just funny how people look at. Tubby Smith has one championship. Is he on par with Tom Izzo and Jim Beheim? Well, no. but it's not just the one championship. It, no, it, you just, do look at other things. But and I looked that's at. An, I think what you bring up is interesting because we're going to ask: Is it just about Final Fours? Not just, but like LeBron, he's got four championships. Jordan has six, but LeBron's been no more. And some people right. want to Is it about say going? Is it, is it right. about right? And, and Izzo's that's my been the eight Final Fours, Rob. But he's only right. Won but one but in reality, Chris, is that a good thing that he's been the eight Final Fours, but only won one championship? You see what I'm saying? So he's failed in the bigger games. Yeah, that's a good. I, here's what I think. I no, do think. Just, I do think with college coaches, um, like I, I guess ultimately what I'm saying is having one championship. I have no problem with a guy like that still being a Hall of Famer because I do think getting to numerous Final Fours is impressive because All one, right, so your team had to be good enough to get into the tournament. And remember, we've talked about this. It's a one and done. You said to yourself, you don't think Jordan would have six rings if the NBA was one and done. Yeah, but the difference it's, it's, is he's the gotten, chances but of I, something I get that. are crazy. I get that, but the one and done when you talk about Tom Izzo – is that he has been there. He lost to Butler. He lost to, like, you go look at who he's lost to and and getting there, and I don't know if that's a I'm feather. I'm sure he's your, beat one some upsets, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, but he's lost, he's been there eight times. He's been to one championship. Uh, he's won one championship, I should say. And um, uh, for Jim Beheim, who coached 50 years at Syracuse, I mean, what what's that excuse? You know, like, like with the no, players that have come through No, but I'm just saying if you if you now again, there's levels. You certainly wouldn't put one of them on the level of a Bobby Knight, a uh, uh, Mike Shashevsky, you know, guys that did win more rings or more championships. But I do think it's still impressive. I do think it still means, you know, I I think Bayheim did a great job. Now, you can debate the X's and O's adjustments. Obviously, he's always had his team sitting in that 2-3 zone. But I do think if you look at his tenure at Syracuse overall or Izzo's at Michigan State, I think you'd have to conclude they were successful. It was a great run. Michigan State wasn't wasn't anything before Izzo got there. They Judd, won the Judd, championship Judd with Heath, Magic. Judd Heathcote won one championship. With Magic, yeah. No, but I, I'm just I know, saying, but, but, outside of that year, they weren't they weren't very good. I, I they get weren't like it, a year-in, year-out power like they are under Izzo. Yeah, I, I just think uh, w- when I look at the uh, overall scope that Michigan State should have done more, that people, everybody back in 2000 when they won a championship would have believed that Tom Izzo would have won more because he was I would that agree, kind of because that was would about his fifth, that? that was what, about his fifth year? Yes, that was and early on in his career. he wins it. So, yeah, of course you're thinking – we're going to win more. But, and I'm not saying they shouldn't have won more. I'm just saying I don't think it disqualifies you from being considered a great coach 
if you only want one national champion. Yeah, okay, I'd say that it that to me it it's more than just that. I just look at the the body of work, how long you were coach, what kind of players came through. Right. And and when I look when I I, of course, they're going to put Jim Beheim in the Hall of Fame, or is he already in because of his uh, longevity? Right. But there was mostly disappointment at Syracuse with Jim Beheim. Really? I, I, yeah. No, no way. They didn't get no to way. nearly as many championships as they should have or had as much success. But mostly And if Carmelo Anthony didn't show up, no he way. might not even have one. Right. I get that. But to say it was mostly disappointing, I, I totally can't agree with that. Okay. They've been a great program for 50 years or, you know, I under just, him. I just now when they, I, when you, you are the right. They only won one. But they have. I mean, like I said, I do believe, especially in a situation where it's a one and done and anything can happen on any given day, especially with college kids. I think he's that program's been great under him. So let's throw it out my, to the listeners. If if that's great, what is John? What what was John Wooden at? Uh, well, Wooden, you're not. No, we no, talked no, about no. I'm just saying. You're I'm not going to see I, another Wooden. No, Wooden, was I, I, Wooden, I, our, Wooden had the best run of any college coach I, in I'm, history. I got that. I asked you if 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 Jim Beheim is great. What is John Wooden? Phenomenal. Is what I'm asking. Okay. I mean. It, no, he's that's out of, He's like in a league by himself. I just think we use great too much. If well, I if I, mean, I said I mean, that if right. I said that John Wooden was great, uh, Jim Beheim can't be great. Yeah, but that's like saying if I say Michael Jordan is great, then Anthony Davis can't be great. No, he's not great. Okay, I mean, I don't want to get into semanticals. Right, I'm just you know, saying. Battle. But but I'm, I'm saying, just saying when we use the term, he's one of the best seventy five players of all time. I think probably all seventy five of those players are great. Now, there's levels. There's degrees. I mean, there's nuance. But all 75 of the best players in NBA history, they all got to be great. All of them. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the iCouple. I'm Chris. He's Rob. And we are live from the aforementioned TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. They've got an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, it's the way tire buying should be. And Rob, Alabama now up to a 40-34 lead. That's so they come out saying. strong in the second half and... um Make it forty to thirty six, but um, you know they. But you, you knew it was a matter of time, Chris, that they weren't going to shoot like one, well, one for eleven from three. It's going to even out, and they're going to get back into it. But I'm not totally surprised. I don't know what they'll win by or what the spread was, but I expect them. Well, to bounce yeah, back. it's still a it's still a tight game. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Up but four, I'm just saying so, that they were yeah. down, and it looked like what was me, Deshaun. Uh, was just on. Well, Deshaun um, wrote him off, but right, he, he wrote him off. Well, that was San his Diego pick. State. Right, but that was right. his pick, and I get it. He was hoping and wishing, but I wouldn't buy it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's far from over, but we will see how this thing works out. But they have regained control and the lead. Meanwhile, Houston about to go in uh, to halftime down. Uh, they're down forty to thirty six, but they look like they might hit a few free throws before. The uh, break, but Kerry Kittles, former NBA veteran, now Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst, joining us at the bottom of the hour. And Rob, let's start there. Let's go to the NBA. The L.A. Clippers, um, a team that certainly two weeks ago, while wouldn't be the overwhelming favorite, there isn't an overwhelming favorite in the West. Certainly a team that many would have picked to come out of the Western Conference and get to the NBA Finals. And then Paul George goes down with what looked like 
a very bad knee injury. It was kind of ugly, but we got an update today that's good, Rob. He did not have any torn ligaments. No, that is just, huge, Chris. That's huge. huge, right? Just a sprained right knee, and he'll be reassessed in two to three weeks. So looks like he'll miss the rest of the regular season, but there is at least the possibility that he could come back at some point in the first round of the playoffs. And so, especially, Rob, if they can avoid the play-in, then that is big for them, uh, gives them a few more days, and then uh, maybe a few extra days for him. Where do they to sit right now? Right. right now, they're in fifth. They're the fifth seed in the West. Okay. They have a two-game lead over seventh seed at Minnesota. Golden State is sixth at uh, one game behind the Clippers. And Minnesota is seventh, two games back. But it's tight. Dallas, the Lakers, and the Pelicans, and Oklahoma City are all just two and a half games behind the Clippers. So, there's, like I said, it's, it's exciting. There's a lot of jostling. And a lot of these teams play each other, Rob. And that was the case last night. The Clippers play Oklahoma City and beat them. And without Paul George, obviously. Now, people might say, oh, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City had won eight of its last ten games, Rob, and they were playing really good basketball. No, no, no. I know. We, you know? we keep getting caught up on the past of teams, Chris. Yep. yep. And you can't look at it like that. You can't look at You can't keep blaming the Sacramento Kings for the past. Talk about right. this year. And you just said it. OKC, eight out of ten. I don't care what league you're playing in. They won eight out of ten. I don't know who's on the schedule. But they did win those games. Anybody so, yes. can win one, but anybody can't win eight. Especially eight out of ten. <laughs> anybody can win one, remember. Even I can win one. No, but you but, know, uh, you, you yeah. know, right. And I think sometimes we get caught up with teams and we just go, oh, okay, see. They haven't been good since Durant and Harden left. Right, right, absolutely. All right, let me, let me hit you with this then, Rob. Knowing now that, it's possible Paul George could play in the first round of the playoffs. Are you, do you think the Clippers are still alive for a Western Conference title? Yes, because Paul George isn't out for the year, Chris. He didn't have torn ligaments, you know what I mean, or, or damage where, where he can recover and be back. That team is really deep. They have a good coach. Uh, and and their biggest bugaboo, other than they did choke that one series down against Denver. There's no if, ands, or but about Definitely. that. That was a choke job. One of the all-time choke jobs. Kawhi didn't show up. Paul George didn't. Doc Rivers, I don't know what he was doing that night. That Nobody showed up. That was awful. But, because they were up 3-1 to one in that series, and they wound up choking down the next three. Right. But this team is really well put together, Chris. They have a, a deep bench. They got a lot of good players, uh, depth. I, I just I like the way it's constructed, but it all is about having everybody being able to put it all together. And now you get the news that uh, Paul George is not the end of the season for him, and there's hope. And especially since there's no you know tears or whatever like or where he's got to have surgery or some other situation that's going to sideline him or he's done for the season, you could be optimistic about the the Clippers, especially in the West where there's no overwhelming favorite. Well, that's the thing. Um, Yeah, sure. There's still questions about the Clippers because will Paul George be back? 
How soon will he be back? How will he play when he comes back? But Lakers, questions, right? LeBron, Warriors, questions. Can they win on the road? Phoenix, Suns, questions. Kevin Durant, how well will he fit in? We think he'll fit in well. He looked like he did the first three games that he played. But still, very little time together with his new teammates. Denver, questions. Poorest defense, not very good. Sacramento, questions. Very young, inexperienced, especially in the postseason. Memphis, questions. Ja Morant, they're young as well. Are they mature enough? Can they shoot the three well enough? They're in the bottom six in that category. So, Rob, you said it. Everybody's got questions. Now, some are more, you know, stronger questions than others. And Paul George would certainly be on the strong end of that spectrum. But still, I'm with you. I mean, I I think it, my pick, the team that should win the West, not an overwhelming favorite because of the circumstances, but I've said it. I think you, you, Phoenix should come out and do this. We'll talk about that later. But you can't write the Clippers off, especially knowing that Paul George might be back or, or now that we know he might be back. And there's a few reasons, Rob. You mentioned some of them, but here, there, here are some others. First of all, Kawhi Leonard is back. We talk about will Paul George be back. Kawhi Leonard is back. Right. And He's Rob, finally turned that corner, Chris. Oh, finally. my. Has he? Since the All-Star break, Rob, 11 games. These are Kawhi's numbers. 29 and a half points a game. 57% shooting from the floor. 52 and a half percent shooting from three. No. Yes. <laughs> I mean, think about that. And then, Robin, I don't know. It's only one game. But I'm going to say this, and I think you would agree with this, and I think most people would agree with this. Russell Westbrook, while obviously you want Paul George back, he's better than Westbrook at this point. But Russell Westbrook is definitely more built to be and more comfortable being a second guy, a number two, Rob, Rather than a than number three. three. Yeah. He can't be a three that that well. I mean, you you got to – ideally, you'd probably bring him off the bench and, you know, he can have his own squad with the second unit. But if he's the third guy, it's just not going to be as natural for him. And last night, Rob, I get it, one game. But he was – he played really well. 24.7 dimes, only took 13 shots. Big in the fourth quarter, only needing for about four and a half minutes, but he was a plus seven because you remember, Rob, whether we go back to Washington when he had the ball in his hands with Bradley Bill. Sure, they didn't win a championship. They didn't even win a playoff series. But, but Westbrook played well and had a great run to get him into the playoffs late in the season. And then... Oklahoma City with Paul George. Paul George was able to have his best seasons of season of his career there, and Westbrook was the energizer bunny there. He was the igniter of that offense because the ball was in his hands. Houston, he didn't have the ball in his hands much. It was Harden, and so and same thing with LA. I mean, he had it, but you know, obviously, he wasn't comfortable. They weren't comfortable with him. Now, Rob, and I'm not saying. He's going to be the Russell Westbrook of Oklahoma City. But 
I think he'll be more comfortable, Rob, having the ball in his hands. And the way the Clippers shoot the three, which is among the best in the league, if he can create those open looks, then that could bode well for them, at least in the short term, Rob. So I think they're going to stay in the playoff, meaning top six. I really think they're going to stay in the top six. And, you know, if Paul George can come back in that first round, then they could really uh, be a dangerous team. It's hard to make an argument against that because of the circumstance of the of the conference, Chris. Uh, yep. Really, I mean Absolutely. that that that's why you can't rule them out. If there was some juggernaut, if this was the Warriors and they had a winning record on the road and it wasn't dreadful or whatever, and they had some other issues, and we talked about it the other day, Draymond doesn't feel like yep. he can be Draymond. You know, like those things, you, they could catch up to you. Right where Wiggins is, um, uh, so so they're not overwhelming. Even though they won the the, the championship a year ago, and the right. Kevin Durant if they don't thing. get Wiggins back. I mean, right. I, it's hard to think they're gonna get out of the West. Don't you right, Chris? I mean, yeah, like that. There's no like, doubt. I mean, he he he's arguably their second best player at this point. Arguably. He was huge for them last year. Yep. Right. We know that. Yep. Okay. And then the Durant on paper, you look at the Suns and right. say if everything's right on paper. They should win. But you don't even know about Durant. Right. Can he, you know, not that can, can he, he fit, Chris. Can he stay healthy? He's officially injury prone. There's just no way around it. You could be nice. and I don't. I, he's been injured a lot lately. Yep. Yep. And, and that's the part that's scary about, uh, you know, the Suns. And why they went from immediately when the trade happened, Chris, like, oh, they're winning the championship. Yep. To, yep. Ah, I don't know. They're they're right there in the same boat with everybody else. I mean, they got talent, more talent. But, but there's no layup. Have you seen, now I've been covering the league 27 years. You started covering it before me. I mean, look, I, I'm sure it's possible I missed something, Rob, but I, I really have trouble remembering uh, when a conference was like this wide open, remember it's the NBA. You usually don't. It's usually what four, five teams that could really, really can get to the finals. Six yeah, teams, normally, you know, as far nah, as getting there, there, I think it's yeah. like five or four to be honest. And now, I mean, you 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 darn near have a whole playoff group, like all eight teams that you know. Might have a shot. We didn't even mention Denver. At least did we did we even mention Denver. That that I mentioned the them about their defense. Oh, okay. Early, but I'm but just saying yeah. Denver's there. We didn't even me- we didn't but mention not, Memphis. That showed they're not scary. I mentioned right. Memphis, but the immaturity and Jaw's situation. Now he looked great last night, but you have to sustain it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, my name is Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Next guest, former NBA veteran, now Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst. We welcome in our man, Kerry Kittles. Kerry, what's up, man? What up, what up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you doing? Doing great, great How are you? man. Good to have doing you well. on, as always. Let's start here. We were just talking about the Clippers, and they got some good news today. Paul yep. George did not tear any ligaments. He could be back 
in the first round of the playoffs. We think that means they're still alive. Um, do you think that, you know, as far as went coming out of the West, right? do you still give them a shot to come out of the West um, if they if can get Paul intact. George back in the first yeah. round? That's, that's tough to say. I mean, those guys really haven't played enough games together to even have this kind of conversation that the, the chemistry hasn't, hasn't been quite there yet. And obviously, I think they need a really healthy Paul George, um, not a guy that's just coming back off of a three-week layoff, perhaps, or more um, from the knee surgery, I mean, knee, uh, the knee injury. So, um, no, I don't have them coming out of the West. I think they'll be competitive, obviously, in the playoffs. When you have Kawhi Leonard out there and a great scorer like Paul George, some really good pieces around them, but I don't think they have enough to really come out the West. Is there a favorite in the West, in your opinion? No, there's not. The West is wide open. The West is wide open. There's there's three or four teams, in my opinion, that could come out the West. Um, what, what the Lake? Yeah. My 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 top four teams in the West are the Lakers, the Warriors, the Suns, and 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 the, and the Nuggets. Let's talk about the Nuggets. Why why are people dissing the Nuggets for what they've done this year? Uh, why aren't people buying into the Nuggets? I mean, that people everybody loves the chicken Nuggets, but nobody loves the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look at what they've been able to do. They've Even Chris been... laughed at that one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't taken that next step. I think when you see a young team that's put together with with the nucleus that they have and those guys, I, I think you you're waiting for those guys to take the next step to win against the better teams more consistently. And what I look for is road consistency. What can you do on the road? Under you know when you're going to Milwaukee, when you're going to play against some of the better teams on the road, and they really haven't done that this year. And so that's why I think that even though their record is, you know, I don't know if they're still leading the West, but I, they're up there. Um, yep. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't see – they are, right? Like, no, yep. I don't, I don't yep. see them. I don't, I don't see that they're or that title-contending team as of yet. They still have to prove it, obviously, in the postseason, make it, make it back to the Western Conference Finals and, 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 and come out the West. They can't do it, I don't think. Now, Kyrie's supposed to play tonight alongside Luka. It's a small sample size, but they're three and six when both of those guys are playing and four and five when just one of them plays. I feel like, Kerry, Dallas, I just feel like they need to get more of an offense. And obviously too late to do it this year, but get more of an offense going forward that gets other guys involved right now. It's all off Luka. Or if he's out, Kyrie just takes that role. And they almost seem more comfortable with just one guy doing everything and everybody knows where their spacing is and all that. And when they get both of them out there, it seems like it's a little different for them. I mean, I just don't think you can win playing the one-man show that they typically play with Luka. Do you think they need to maybe have a different type of offense? And even and can they with Luka? I, I, I agree with you. I, I think against the better defensive teams in the league, you know, they'll make you have to beat them with ball movement and, and you know, player movement. When you're cutting and you're cutting through the lane and you're, and you're having misdirection actions, um, to just run a ball screen and to try to pick on the weak defender when the defense is set, everyone's looking at Luka, everyone's looking at Kyrie Irving. It's a lot of pressure. The court is... The court is really squeezed at that point. There's, there's no seams to really penetrate. And it's, it's much harder to find your, to find good passing angles. 
So I, I think you're right. The offense is, is stagnant at times because the other three guys are watching those two guys try to operate and, and against better defensive teams. You, you, you see what they've been able to do late game. They've, they've struggled with getting quality looks and quality possessions, and, and I, I don't see an answer right now. we got to give Mike Brown credit for the job he's done in Sacramento, yep. but my question <laughs> to you is, is, will this all be for not once the playoffs start, or do they get out of the first round? Do they advance? Are they that good no matter who they match up with? Home court, right? Do they get out of the first round? <laughs> okay, right now they're third in the West. And if the standings go, yep. they'll, be playing against, they'll be playing against the Warriors. Okay, right? that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Right. No. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if Wiggins comes back soon and he's healthy, we already see the Spaz brothers are both healthy. Draymond is healthy. Obviously, Poole is out there. He's a huge threat. Do you think that that young team can beat the Warriors? In a seven-game series, and if the Warriors are healthy, no. Why? All they got, all they got to do is steal, steal one game. Wait a minute, steal one game at Golden State and win their when they're going to uh, have home court. They're going to have home court. Yeah, Golden State right. has to just go there right. and steal the game. Right. No, it's yeah, not you're right because that's the right. Bonus of, will not. The bonus will not have a great postseason matchup against Draymond Green. It won't happen. He's going to struggle. He will not be the same Sabonis we watched this year play exceptionally well since he got there. No, it won't happen. The Warriors Car- will beat them in a seven-game series, period. Explain no to us, because a lot of people, I've said we've never seen a team that hadn't made the playoffs in 16 years Has come it been out that long? and, yeah, since they've been in, you know, and, and run through, you know, have great success in the playoffs. Why is that? Because a lot of people might be saying, ah, oh, those are teams that, that these guys obviously weren't on those teams. It doesn't matter. Tell us why, like, how different the playoffs are from the regular season and why a team with basically no postseason experience is just incredibly unlikely to to advance very far. Uh, I I, I think it's experience, right? I'm I'm looking at the roster now. You have Harrison Barnes, who's been around the block. Trey Lyles is, is a veteran. I mean, look. We did it with the Nets, you know. We had we had a veteran team, and that's why we were able to make the finals that year because we were just, even though it was a new team together, we 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 were very sure of ourselves. We were able to make adjustments on the fly because of just experience alone and our competitive drive to to really make you know to make a statement. I, I just I'm just not sure Sacramento is is quite there yet with the, with the veteran presence. They obviously have some really good young players. Um, they have shooting. They're you know well coached. I love the way they move the ball. It looked like a young Warriors team in some respect. Right. But I, I I think you're right. I think the experience is what matters in the postseason. Being able to get through tough road situations where things aren't going your way and the other team is game planned against you. They've taken Darren Fox's um, you know his go-to stuff out the out the box. Now he has to go to a secondary um, scenario with his game, and, and it's, it's just much harder to get quality possessions when you're playing against a veteran team, let's just say like the Warriors in the postseason. Kerry, I got to ask you this. You have about a minute, minute and a half to answer. When we were talking about Dallas and all the ISO and guys standing around watching, I don't know, did you see uh, the Clippers' last shot against Oklahoma City the other night when Kyrie basically, he basically dribbled around for 20 seconds, 
Lou Dort was on him, and he did a great job. Didn't let Kyrie get to where or Kawhi get to where he wanted to Kawhi, go. Kawhi, yes, yes, I, yeah. I, I saw and, that. I saw that. Yeah, yep. okay. So, and he took this wild three. I, yep. And I'm not even focusing on the Clippers because I, I get frustrated now when so many teams at the end of the game they just give it to their best player and say go. Go create mm-hmm. something one on four, one on five, whatever. Mm-hmm. What type of stuff when you guys with the Nets were in that situation, late game, last play, what type of stuff did you guys call? I don't think you just gave it to one guy and said, everybody get out of the way. No, no. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> you know, they're banking on their best player, Kawhi Leonard, being able to have an edge offensively against any one on one defender in space. So to give them the ball at the top of the key, right? I mean, we watched it for years. Great players have the ball with, with court space. I mean, you know, yep. back in the 90s, when you played against the Knicks, you, know, you had Allen Houston and Sprewell. They got the ball one-on-one, and they destroyed you. Uh, we saw with Paul Pierce you know, for many years do that. But I, I, I think nowadays with teams now and the, and the emphasis on ball movement, you know, it, the defense is just sitting in your lap. And it's tough when you have a good defender who has good lateral movement like, like uh, Dortch did and Kawhi Leonard not being able to get by him. And it's, it's, it's really hard to find, as I said, mentioned earlier, the passing angles. And he had nowhere to go. Right. And it's a, wasted, it's a wasted possession, right? And so I think that's what good teams make you do. They make you earn it uh, in those situations, especially a, a great one-on-one player. They're going to make you play in traffic and make you make a good pass off the dribble in traffic. And it's just not really what Kawhi Leonard does well. And, Kerry, I mean, look, I love Sprewell in Houston. I cover them. But I, I remember y'all putting some whoopings on them, man. Y'all would come into the garden and just take it over. So I, I, I don't remember them <laughs> destroying y'all. I remember y'all destroying them. <laughs> great, great matchups. Great matchups in the, in the, in the late 90s. You're, you're yep. being kind, but we yes. appreciate that. That's right, our have man, a great Kerry weekend. Kittles. All right, brother. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hills and Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.